Quick disclaimer, information in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to be treated as medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare team before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, supplementation, or medication. There's about 180 to 200 milligrams of cholesterol in one large egg. So that obviously means I should limit my eggs because they're going to raise cholesterol, aren't they? Let's look closer at some myths and facts. Welcome to Type 2 Diabetes Talk, the place where we chat about what really works to treat type 2 diabetes and prediabetes naturally with nutrition and lifestyle. If you're looking to optimize blood sugar and A1C, lose weight, reduce medications, and improve your overall health, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, Type 2 Diabetes Nutrition Specialist, Dr. Jetta. Hello there, and thanks for joining me today for episode 13 of the show. There's a lot of confusion out there about what you can eat when you have diabetes, and eggs happen to be one of those foods. Even if you didn't have diabetes, you might still have taken up some common perspectives about eggs, as they have been a subject of nutritional debate for many years. We've been told things like, Eggs are high in cholesterol, so we shouldn't eat too many because they will raise our cholesterol levels and give us heart disease. The cholesterol issue has probably been the biggest concern over eggs and has led people over the years to avoid the egg yolks altogether and instead opt for eating egg white omelettes. Yes, the nutritional misconceptions about eggs run far and wide. Today, we're going to explore eggs more closely their nutrition content, some myths, what the evidence has to say about their benefits, and whether eggs are safe to include in your diet or not. By the end of this episode, you'll feel a lot better about your choice to eat eggs because you'll fully understand what the evidence actually says about this. Before I get started, I want to chat about the Wild West Web. We see crazy stuff reported about foods like eggs across news headlines, and you have to be really careful what you believe here too. Headlines are headlines, and they have one primary objective, to drive clicks, and often they do this through shock value. For instance, do you think a claim like this is going to get attention? People who regularly consumed one or more eggs per day, equivalent to 50 grams, increase their risk of diabetes by 60%. Of course it is. That's a big claim. And this is exactly what happened from a press release about a Chinese-based egg study. The global headlines coming out of this were rampant. It wasn't until you actually read the study that the major flaws became incredibly apparent. For one, the definition for egg consumption in this study was chicken eggs, duck eggs, goose eggs, quail eggs, and food-containing eggs. Did you pick up on that? And food-containing eggs? This could be any number of processed and packaged foods. I mean, think of the types of foods that can contain eggs. Cakes, cookies, pies, pizzas. And as you delve into the study, you see that's in fact what they assessed. Not just eggs, but lots of processed and packaged foods containing eggs, but all defined under one egg banner. 
That's just bad research, and it's not going to lead to any solid conclusions about the consumption of eggs. And certainly, there was no founding for the claim that one or more eggs increases diabetes risk by 60%, more like the consumption of junk food leads to increased diabetes risk, which is something fairly obvious to us all already. All I can say is press releases, even those out of supposedly reputable universities, often exaggerate claims or make false claims and journalists pick up on it. They love the clickbait, but this kind of thing only perpetuates food confusion for everyone. Unfortunately, though, it does happen all the time. Like I say, it really is the Wild West web out there. Moving on, though, let's have some proper discussion about eggs. Eggs are a highly nutritious food. Eggs are a high-quality source of protein containing all nine essential amino acids with a high level of digestibility. Eggs have a high biological value, a measure of how efficiently the body can use the protein. The biological value of an egg is often considered a benchmark, in fact, or in other words, Eggs are the gold standard for protein, with most other protein sources being measured against them. Beyond protein, eggs are rich in many other nutrients, including vitamins B12, D, A and E, minerals such as iron and zinc, and choline, an important nutrient for brain health. The egg yolks in particular contain most of the valuable nutrients, calcium, choline, folate, vitamin A and vitamin D, among others. And eggs are low in carbohydrates, which means if you eat eggs, they're generally not going to raise your blood sugar levels. But what about this whole cholesterol thing? Yes, eggs do contain cholesterol, and it was once thought that if we ate cholesterol in foods, that was automatically going to turn into huge amounts of cholesterol in our arteries. But we now know that's not the case. Cholesterol in foods does not automatically equate to more cholesterol in your body. You see, your liver produces most of your body's cholesterol internally. So where did this idea of limiting cholesterol come from? Well, across the globe, it was introduced by dietary guidelines. The first dietary guidelines to limit cholesterol intake to no more than 300 milligrams a day were set back in the 60s. These guidelines were never based on solid evidence, and because of this, they started to become challenged in the late 90s as more evidence was emerging. Given these guidelines, though, we can see why eggs were demonised, especially the yolks, as the yolks contain around 180 to 200 milligrams of cholesterol. So if the limit was 300 milligrams a day, the recommendation to eat no more than one egg, especially the yolk, would have made sense. But as I said, the guidelines to limit cholesterol were never based on solid evidence. Back in 2015, this huge dietary blunder surrounding cholesterol was finally admitted by the American Dietary Guidelines Committee they had to remove the concern about cholesterol from the dietary guidelines. Here's their statement from the time. Cholesterol. 
Previously, the Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommended that cholesterol intake be limited to no more than 300 milligrams a day. The 2015 committee will not bring forward this recommendation because available evidence shows no appreciable relationship between consumption of dietary cholesterol and serum blood cholesterol. Cholesterol is not a nutrient of concern for overconsumption. Subsequently, we've seen guidelines across the globe change in terms of their view of dietary cholesterol. So if that's the case, eggs must be okay to eat, right? And the answer is a resounding yes. As I've just said, eggs are a highly nutritious food, full of quality, biologically available protein, and a range of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. Since it is all about evidence over opinion, let's go over some of the evidence on eggs. I've looked at a lot of the evidence on eggs over the years, but I thought I'd do an updated review on this, so I searched for evidence from the past 10 years, 2013 to 2023. The types of research I'm mainly interested to look at are systematic reviews or meta-analyses of randomised control trials or new randomised control trials I hadn't seen, and here's why. When it comes to evidence, there is an evidence hierarchy. Individual case study reports or case series and observational studies like large population surveys are at the bottom of the evidence hierarchy whereas experimental studies such as randomised control trials are good, solid forms of evidence. Then we have systematic reviews and meta-analysis, and these types of studies assess all of the other available research. So, for example, they look at all the randomised control trials on eggs for people with type 2 diabetes to assess the overall outcomes from all the studies. Systematic reviews and meta-analysis of randomised control trials are the strongest forms of evidence we have. So I did my search. There aren't currently any meta-analyses of randomised control trials on eggs in diabetes, but there are two systematic reviews from 2017. One out of the University of Alberta in Canada looked at randomised nutrition intervention studies in people with type 2 diabetes or those at risk of diabetes. And the authors concluded that consuming 6 to 12 eggs per week had no impact on major cardiovascular risk factors or any other factors they assessed either. One positive thing they found was that eggs increased HDL cholesterol, which is the good type of cholesterol. Another study out of Copenhagen University in Denmark looked at egg consumption for the healthy population and in those with heart disease or T2 diabetes. They found that the high-quality intervention trials had found non-significant effects of increasing the consumption of eggs on any risk markers for heart disease or for type 2 diabetes. As I said, these reviews were done in 2017 and since 2017, there have been several more randomised control trials showing very similar outcomes. So let me go over those. One of the best studies I've seen was done from Sydney University. They followed people with pre or T2 diabetes for a whole year, which is a long time in terms of trials. And the study aimed to assess whether a high egg diet of 12 or more eggs a week 
compared with a low egg diet of less than two eggs a week had negative effects on blood glucose, cholesterol, inflammation, and oxidative stress. They found there were no negative effects from a high egg diet compared to a low egg diet. A study from 2018 done by Florida State University looked at egg consumption of one large egg per day compared to an egg substitute in pre- and T2 diabetes for 12 weeks, and those eating eggs saw improvements in fasting glucose, reduced insulin resistance, and no changes in cholesterol. A US-based study from 2020 in people with prediabetes or metabolic syndrome compared two eggs a day for six days a week to a non-egg, higher-carb breakfast option. They found the non-egg diet increased insulin resistance compared to just eggs, which makes sense because higher-carbohydrate foods promote higher glucose and higher insulin. And both the egg and non-egg breakfasts led to lower LDL cholesterol and systolic blood pressure was better with the egg diet. Another 2021 US-based randomised control trial looked at egg consumption of two eggs per day in people with type 2 diabetes in the context of a plant-based diet. They found no adverse effects on cholesterol, blood pressure or other metabolic parameters. Inclusion of eggs made no difference to cardiometabolic outcomes. There are also other randomised control trials I've got listed here from 2011 to 2015 that show egg consumption has no negative impact on heart health outcomes. And if anything, there is indication they improve heart health by increasing good HDL cholesterol, increasing nutrients and antioxidants such as folate, lutein, zeaxanthin and beta-carotene, and also in decreasing inflammation. In other words, the overwhelming evidence from randomised control trials which are the strongest form of evidence, show us that eggs are perfectly safe to eat. It's time to leave all the noise and confusion behind and get proven, practical solutions that really work. Understand your diabetes and exactly what to eat to keep your blood sugar stable, lose weight, and reduce medications. All this and more is possible with Dr. Jetta's scientifically proven T2 diet program. Take charge of your diabetes health and join the program today. Visit type2diabetestalk.com forward slash programs. As I said earlier, observational studies like prospective cohort studies aren't considered as strong of evidence. But when it comes to eggs, there are quite a number of meta-analyses of these studies. So to confirm the data that's come out of trials, let's take a quick look at these as well. One from 2016 found no association between egg consumption and type 2 diabetes. One from 2019 found no link with cardiovascular disease and mortality. One from 2020 found no associated risk of cardiovascular disease. So that's three recent large population studies that show no adverse effects or increased risk of heart disease, death or type 2 diabetes from eating eggs. Interestingly, there were a few cohort studies that found eating eggs increased diabetes risk, 
but this was only in US-based adults. That does seem odd, right? If the researchers are looking at populations from different areas and the only place increased risk was showing up was in US-based adults, doesn't that bring the possibility of something else into question? When we look closer at many of these studies, you can often pick flaws in their models. For example, remember at the beginning of the show when I was chatting about those news headlines and one of the studies defined eggs as food-containing eggs. Well, digging into one of these studies that saw increased risk of eggs in US-based adults, we see that those that had a poor quality diet with higher egg consumption were the ones at higher risk of diabetes. So the question is, was it the eggs or the poor quality diet that increased their risk? I think you can guess which one it would be. Digging further, the data analysis showed that egg consumption didn't increase cardiovascular risk, even for those with type 2 diabetes. So that provides a bit more information to help us get a clearer picture. Let's just say it wasn't the eggs. The overwhelming evidence here again shows us we have nothing to worry about when it comes to eating eggs. And of course, logically, that makes perfect sense, since eggs are a highly nutritious, natural whole food, and the yolks in particular are an incredibly valuable source of nutrients. The yolks provide calcium, phosphorus, folate, vitamin A, E, and vitamin D, which we don't get from many foods. Eggs do contain fat, but the highest proportion of fat comes from monounsaturated fat, which we've all heard is more heart healthy. Remember, evidence over opinion. So I'll say it again, the overwhelming evidence shows we have nothing to worry about when it comes to eating eggs, and they are a highly nutritious food. Thank goodness, because eggs are a very versatile food. They can be eaten in sweet and savoury meals, on their own or in endless combinations. Next, I want to answer a question by Doos Did It. And I know I've probably pronounced your name incredibly wrong, so sorry about that. Doos Did It said, I am pre-diabetic and I am fighting never to be diabetic using food and lifestyle. Breakfast is my main challenge. I find I almost eat eggs seven on seven. Is it dangerous? Great question, and you might also be wondering how many eggs a day is okay to eat. Based on the evidence, you can eat eggs every day if you want to. Studies have indicated 6 to 21 eggs a week is perfectly fine, or 2 to 3 eggs per day. Of course, you might look around and see some more conservative suggestions. For example, you might see the American Heart Association still stating that only one egg a day or two egg whites as being okay. In fact, I don't recall seeing an update from then on eggs since 2018, and searching their website, that's all I could find. All I can say about this is they are probably being overly cautious. It's a case of, this is what we believe for so many years, and that's a hard thing to shift. You know, that common thinking about cholesterol and such. And I think they probably need to look at the evidence again and more carefully too. Of course, in any situation, there could be individual factors that may need consideration. 
that goes without saying for any particular food. But overall, we can only look back at the evidence and the overwhelming evidence from randomized control trials, including systematic reviews from randomized control trials, which are the strongest form of evidence, show us that eggs are perfectly safe to eat and cause no adverse effects whatsoever. One of the important things we have learned in nutrition science over the years is not to demonize perfectly nutritious foods like eggs. We know your overall eating plan is more important than each individual food alone. That's why I often speak about focusing on a good overall baseline foundational eating plan, because when you do this, all aspects of your health will naturally fall back into place. For an overview of the different types of foods to eat and avoid for optimal diabetes health, go back and listen to episode 6. You can also grab a copy of our free food list at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash food list. I hope you've enjoyed diving into the evidence with me today because we know doing so is the only way we can make a balanced assessment of what's what. And I think after looking at all of this, we can all agree that based on the evidence, there is no problem with eating eggs. So go and enjoy your omelette for dinner, your poached eggs and cream spinach for breakfast, your boiled egg salad for lunch, or a slice of decadent diabetes-friendly cheesecake for dessert. In fact, if you love cheesecake, grab a copy of our free food list at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash food list. It includes my incredible cheesecake recipe, which is easy to make and delicious to eat. And it's a recipe you can serve to friends, family and colleagues, and they won't even know they're eating something diabetes friendly. I'm about to cook this up myself tomorrow because I love serving up this cheesecake to my family on special occasions and they love it. Of course, I'll post the list of all this evidence on our website at type2diabetestalk.com with episode 13. And for our members, you can find them inside the members library with episode 13, along with other info, the cheesecake recipe, and a range of other delicious egg-based recipes too. In the next episode, we're looking at another interesting food, a common food that's found in most people's kitchens, in fact, and we're going to be exploring its incredible health benefits. See you next week. Dr. Jetta, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to Type 2 Diabetes Talk. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And for episode replays, episode notes, and more, visit type2diabetestalk.com. New episodes are available Tuesdays, 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, or your time zone equivalent. Thanks again. We're truly grateful to be a part of your life and help make a real difference.